Hello, my beautiful community. I just want to jump in here for a very short moment to say a huge thank you for all of your love and support this year. 2020 has been quite the ride and I want you to know I'm so grateful for you, for showing up, for doing the work and for committing to being a happier, healthier version of yourself. I'm constantly blown away by the support you offer this show. You are the reason why I'm here each week. This podcast has been created as a free resource to inspire you to master your mind, inject healthy habits into your hustle and give you the inner self-belief that you are wildly capable of achieving your wildest dreams. This is an independent podcast show and I'm not backed by any major networks. So if you do enjoy the show, I would love if you could please leave a five-star review and of course, hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast app so you do not miss a single episode. I also love being able to connect with you. So feel free to follow at Madeline Carafa or at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram. The links are in the show notes below where I'm available to connect with you whenever you may need. Now let's get in to the last episode for 2020. Welcome to The Healthy Hustlers Podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Today, I'm very, very excited to finally be reunited with one of my besties, the beautiful, the funny, the very wise Tegan Martin. After being separated for the most part of 2020, thanks COVID, I asked Teagues to join me back on the mics for the final episode of The Healthy Hustlers for season four. I know you are all very familiar with Tegan, who joins me for our thought-provoking chats on Hustler's Healthy Hacks, so I thought it'd be great to get a little insight into the healthy habits and self-care rituals that have helped Tegan's mind thrive throughout this challenging year. Always a bright spark, Tegan's energy is infectious and her thoughts and opinions are some of my favourites. Adored by everyone she meets, Tegan is driven, hardworking and a real go-getter. A TV presenter, model and social media personality, Tegan has a booming career which sees her regularly front and host the major red carpet events in our country and feature across our TV screens. Here's Tegan. Purely the best, pure harvest range of natural and organic products are made the way nature intended. Without any artificial additives, sweeteners or chemicals, pure harvest range are available at Coles, Woolies and leading independent health food stores Australia-wide. Well, this is a very exciting moment to be able to finally welcome my darling friend, Tegan Martin, back to the microphones. Teagues, how are you? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so happy right now. I've just um, been dusting them off with my feather duster and um, look, I'm ready to go. I've got a lot to say. It's been a uh, pretty full-on year for all parties. Oh my God. I love how much we're smiling at each other <laughs> through the phone right now. We're like literally beaming with happiness because- we just sit here you know, and this... smile at each other awkwardly for the next 20 minutes or- <laughs> I know. It was so funny before this, I messaged Teeks and I was like, I was just going to do a quick medi and then I'll call, I'll FaceTime you so we can get recording. And then I got my phone out and I was like, who am I kidding? I'm way too excited to meditate. I'm just going to get straight into it. Oh, so, so nice to see your face. 
Oh, same. So good to see you. And it's been a very long year without you, um, but I'm very excited to have you back in Melbourne soon. Um, But I'm also super excited to find out a bit more about how 2020 has been for you, you know, the healthy habits that you've really been enjoying and all of the goodness that you have to share. So I guess kicking off with the nature of this year, I really love finding out a self-care practice that people have been using that I guess helps them feel mentally or physically abundant. Well, I have had a lot of space for a lot of self-care practices over the last few months. Many more than usual practices have been adopted into my lifestyle and I've just had so much time for them. So very grateful for that, firstly, and looking at the glass half full as we have to in this situation. But for me, it's been my saunas, my infrared saunas and my breathwork techniques, which is something that I learned probably about halfway through COVID. About three months in, I decided that I needed something a little bit more um, in my meditation practice because I really, I was really struggling to get into my meditations, particularly with all that was happening in the world around me. And I had so many people going through so much. And as a, an empath, I just was struggling to go deep and to go inward, which I'm usually pretty good at. So even though there's been more space, there's also been a lot more grief and a lot more adversity and hardship. And yeah, I was really struggling to go inward. So I actually took up breath work, which is, it's a life-changing skill to have really. I took Luke along to the class one day. I said, we're going to a breath work class. He's like, oh my God, you've lost the plot. I'm like, no, 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 I've, I think this could be really cool. I've heard that you can have some really deep experiences with it. And so we went there thinking not much of it. It was just at a gym class. At a gym, they were like trialing breathwork classes as part of a six-week self-development fitness challenge. So we just came along to the end of it. I, I know the owner. And we walked out of there like, oh, my God. And Luke turned around to me and he said, I think that's the first time I've ever properly meditated. And I was wow. like, Definitely wasn't the first time I've meditated, but the first time I've gone into a medi so quickly. And um, so, yeah, I've actually combined my breath work and my infrared saunas. Some days I go with a friend and I just chat, but the days where I go on my own, I try to use that as my time to go into my medi and I use the breathing techniques, which cannot be demonstrated on a podcast, but uh, (laughs) I've actually got a video coming out on them soon where I interview a breathwork coach on my Instagram and then he shows people how to do them just the three basic ones amazing yeah it was really cool and um I think everyone should give it a try hopefully more gyms pick up on teaching breathwork classes yeah that is awesome do you know it's something that's actually come up a few times this year especially in podcasts and I know Rochelle Fox has been doing a whole Mm. lot who was one of my guests recently around breathwork and so it's something that I wrote on my habit tracker that I wanted to really start this month and I won't lie I haven't even tried it yet and we're eight (laughs) days into the month it sounds like a really like spiritual woo-woo thing to do and I think that will deter so many people from ever giving it a go but it's literally one of the most basic exercises is holding down one nostril breathing in then letting go and holding down the other nostril and blowing out and doing that on and off. So it's like, (laughs) so in through one nostril, then change to your other finger, block the other one. So yeah, as I said, cannot explain on a podcast, but. um, What's your IGTV? I don't even know why I tried to do that. Um, But yeah, it, it takes you straight into this really deep meditative state and it's like, 
almost like a little life hack if you if you want to get into your meds faster, which let's be honest, the reason why most of us don't, and as you said, Mads, you probably were like, A, I'm excited, B, I'm not going to be able to get into any great meditative state in the next 10 minutes when I've booked in to speak to Teagues in, you know, 15. And, we, yeah, we don't have a lot of time to spend 20 minutes trying to get into a meditation. So highly recommend and keep your eyes peeled on my page for that video because Dan, the breathwork coach I speak to, is amazing. Oh, that is so exciting. I'm so excited to watch that because, yeah, it's definitely been something that I've had the intention of trying. So I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about it. And I think especially coming into Christmas, like I always find, you know, obviously that week of Christmas and New Year is hectic for everyone, but I always find that first week of January such a good opportunity to almost reset and to just get you super focused for the year ahead, for the new year. And I think, you know, we're all very excited for a new year, um, new energies. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like 2020 has taught me that I need more tools to manage stress. And yeah, it's all good to, you know, be in January and have just had two, three weeks off and be feeling all relaxed. But most of the year is not like January and things happen and either you or people around you are going through things. And oh, I think I just had the time this year to stop and actually learn some new tools to be like, how do I empty my cup of stress so that it doesn't overflow. What would you say on that topic has been one of your greatest lessons this year? To be there more for the people around me that are going through things. I'm always an empath and I always feel people's pain, but I I often don't actually act on it. So like, it's funny, someone can be going through something like my best friend or my brother or, you know, one of my parents and I'll be walking around, I'll be at work and I'll be feeling their pain and it really takes its toll on me. But I often don't actually say, all right, maybe I'll send them a little bunch of flowers or write them a a note or give give them a card. I bought two of my friends in the last fortnight um, a deck of angel cards and wrote them a little note both of them are going through a tough time. And I was like, what can I actually do? I know I can, you know, try and take a bit of their weight off by talking to them. And I'm always really good with communicating, but what can I actually do to show my love? Because a lot of people's love language is gifts or acts of kindness. Like not everyone wants to communicate and talk about it for hours like I do. So yeah, it's like not only le- taught me to learn my partner's love language, but learn everyone around me's love language and be more there for them. And it's just created the space for me to do that. And I really want to make sure that that's not something that I stop doing next year when it starts to get busy again. I think there's been such an, a beautiful awareness from people this year of what, you know, like you said before, that if it's maybe the tools you need in your tool belt so that you don't get overwhelmed and stressed, or if it's a way you can show up better for friends or family, like there's such important awareness pieces to have to be enable us to be a better version of ourselves. And I think so many people will go into the new year feeling a lot happier and more content with who they are showing up as each and every single day. Would you say from a world perspective, have your views or thoughts about the way we as humans operate or anything like that changed? 1000%. I think we're all striving for this. I don't even know what we're striving for, to be honest. I'm the key offender here. I had this conversation with one of my girlfriends this morning. I was like, why is it that, and and this is, you know, 
a friend whose partner is wildly driven, but she had a conversation with him and she was like, look, I need more time. I need more quality time. And he's like, but I'm doing this for us. (laughs) And she's like, but you know, we don't need any more. And I've said the same thing to Luke. He, he gets on my case a little bit because I get into these really busy hustle modes and I am hustling with work, but also like hustling with trying to be there for everyone. So I'm not actually there for anyone because I'm just hustling to be there for them because I'm like ticking it off my list. Like, yep, I've done that for dad this week. I've taken dad for coffee. I've been there for my friend. I've done this, but I'm not, I'm not actually being present with them or, or giving them a calm, centered, like really supportive version of myself. So it's taught many people that we need to we need to be more there for one another and we need to try and spend more quality time and pre- be really present with people when we're, we're in, mm. in their presence. It's such an interesting one and it's something I talk to my best friend a lot about or I have been talking to her about because I was going through this phase of always thinking about what my future self wants to be and really trying to embody my future self. And I guess that's a a huge thing in self-development and, you know, all the books that you read, it's about like, well, showing up as who you want your future self to be. And it was something I was really trying to embody for a while there. My best friend made the point of like, yeah, but don't lose being present in your now moment and in your now life, because once upon a time, yourself wanted to be where where you are now. So be present in that moment, enjoy those moments and stop always kind of just like striving for that future. And it's, it was such a beautiful wake up call, I think, from someone that you, you know, love and admire so much to say that it's like, it is sometimes that little wake up call that you need of like, yeah, well, this is so true. Like once upon a time, I wanted to be exactly where I am today. I wanted to have the relationships I do, the life I do. So how about just being present in that moment and being super grateful for what I actually have? But it's so much harder said than done oh, sometimes, well, isn't it? I was going to say, like we've told people many a times when we've been uh, chatting on Healthy Hustlers Hacks, like it's so easy to say enjoy the process, the journey to getting to where you are. But most of the time we forget that we already are where we wanted to be. Um, I actually have some old journals that I've looked back on over the COVID space of a few months and I've, I would have never sat down and read my old journals. I never had time for that. But it's funny the random little things I found myself doing, like going through all my old things and dusting and sorting out cupboards. And I'm like, who am I? Um, but I did go through a few journals and look back and think like, isn't it funny that all I wanted was, I think one of my um, one of my goals was like to earn $3,000 doing commercial. It was like my dream as a model. Like I was booking all these things and I started getting a bit of work and I was like, I just want one of the big ones. I just want one of the, and I was working as a scoop model. And it's just so funny because I didn't even appreciate it when I got it. I just moved on. Yeah. To, I just moved the bar higher. I know we've spoken about it a lot, but it really is a, a big learning this year is like, please enjoy the process and and ride the lows and and ride the lows, ride the highs, really, really take notice and stop and maybe even meditate on it if you are aware that you've just ticked off a goal. We don't celebrate things enough anymore to be, like you just said, we're always raising the bar higher and striving for that next thing. I even like play mine down. Like I signed on with another one of my clients 
that I really love. Like I, I kind of thought, you know, this is a long-term client that I've had. I don't know if they'll re-sign me because I've been with them for so long. Maybe they want a fresh face. And the conversation around them re-signing me, like I was so excited, but I kind of walked into Luke and was like, so they re-signed me. And then just like went back to making my lunch. And yeah, like, I don't know whether I just thought he won't care, which he totally would, or it's not a big deal or, you know, it's not a new client, so I shouldn't celebrate it. But it's so Mm. funny how we do that. I know. And I think sometimes we put this expectation on ourselves that it almost should just happen because we're constantly comparing or looking at other people on social media or whatever it is or around us that are always achieving as well. And instead of just sitting back and focusing on us and where we are, like that's something that I keep going back to. Like who cares about what anyone else is doing or anyone else is achieving? Like you've achieved this yourself. Like, you know, the girl at 16 who thought she couldn't read or write or, you know, like putting it in the actual context of myself and how what that actually means to me has been quite powerful as well instead of just thinking like, oh, yeah, well, like I'm busy so it, sh- it should happen or I, you know, I should be getting that. It sh- it's a real appreciation of, of where you're at. I love that. And I love how honest this conversation is. I think it will really help a lot of people. Something I can say that's super honest that I'm sure other people do and, and you might do it too, Mads, is I'll be sort of seeing myself on a level of like not competitors but people that I know are sort of at a similar stage in their career to me and if I ever then feel myself like achieve something that maybe other people haven't done and I'm like, oh, wow, like I feel really special. I'm, a, I'm doing really well right now. I'll start comparing myself to a set of different people. Like it's so weird. And I'm like, yeah. I have to catch myself up on it and go, no, like stay in your own lane, tick off your own goals, mm. only focus. And this is what my long-term life coach says to me, only focus on being a better person than you were the day before. That's all you can do when you wake up in the morning. We'll be right back after this healthy break. When it comes to my pantry staples, I like to ensure my products are from Australian-owned businesses and made using natural and organic ingredients. And that's exactly why I choose Pure Harvest. I first discovered Pure Harvest when switching from ordinary milks to nut milks many years ago. Obsessed with reading the ingredients list on every pantry staple and snack food I buy, I was incredibly excited to read that Pure Harvest range of nut milks were free from artificial additives, sweeteners and preservatives, containing only natural whole food and organic ingredients, making them purely the best. The goodness doesn't stop there. Pure Harvest range of products expands across rice cakes, syrups and sauces, giving you an abundance of healthy, good-for-you alternatives. The best thing, they all have simple ingredient lists, no nasties, and are packed with natural and organic ingredients, giving you real food options with no nasties, just like nature intended. Find Pure Harvest at Coles, Woolies, and leading independent health food stores Australia-wide. I've got so stuck in that trap this year as well. And when I've stopped and reflected or thought about the people who I'm, you know, maybe comparing to or admiring or thinking I want to be doing what they're doing, they don't have children. They work full time. They have a team that supports them. Like all of these things that I'm like, what the hell? Or they've been in business for 10 years. I'm like, Maddie, like, what are you doing to yourself? Like, it's just such a dangerous trap to compare to someone that is 
totally not even in your playing field. Like it's just dangerous to compare altogether. But I mean, even more when you're like reaching for someone or something that is just so far-fetched from where you're actually at now. Oh, so true. I think I learned my lesson around that when I had chronic fatigue. I um, I used to I was the biggest comparisonitis person before that. And when I got sick, I was like, okay, well, I just need to wake up, have a shower and get dressed. And if I put some makeup on, that's a bonus. And I've actually got a few people in my world going through some really tough things at the moment, not just like loss of job or COVID stuff, but some really, really tough life stuff. And the advice that I give and the advice I should give myself if I'm ever in this space is just one step at a time. Wake up, have a shower and have breakfast. If you've done that, you've Mm. achieved so much and you should be so proud of yourself. Just one step at a time is sometimes the only way to get through, right? I would love to chat to you because I know it's a big one for you is gratitude. And I think it's such an important tool to have this year and especially going into a new year. How do you personally cultivate more gratitude? I guess, especially in times like 2020, in times of uncertainty or when you're in that kind of bit of a slum, I'd love to know how you kind of, yeah, cultivate more gratitude in your life. I think people overcomplicate the gratitude thing. I had I did a question box in my Instagram stories the other day and one of the questions was, I really want to know your routine around gratitude. And my answer is pull on three things that make you grateful in any moment, whether it be writing it down or, or just thinking it or saying it out loud, whatever you feel puts enough power to it. I said this on the podcast when we were doing weekly chats and I say this on my Instagram all the time, You, it is impossible to feel grateful and angry or any low vibing emotion at the same time. So yeah, I don't have a really complicated strategy around it. I just find myself all the time sitting in a low vibe state because something's thrown me out for the day and then going, nope, stopping myself and almost saying out loud, stop Tegan. And then saying, I am so grateful that my boyfriend's in Newcastle spending all this really precious time with my family right now. I'm so grateful that it's sun, the sun shining and I'm going to go for a swim this afternoon and I'm so grateful that I've been around my best friends all week. And I'm just not feeling the low vibes anymore. You cannot. Yeah, It's the fastest way to change your state. 100%. It's such a beautiful tool. And like you said, it can be so simple. Like we absolutely do not need to overcomplicate it. It's just – it's almost like the more that you – train and you get your muscle, you know, you can do five sit-ups the first time, then you can do 10, then yes. you can do 15. Like the more that you choose to switch to gratitude, the quicker you will shift out of those negative feeling emotions. And like you can do it within a matter of seconds now. And like, I feel like I'm the same, you know, I can feel that negative emotion. It's like, okay, it's there, whatever. Choose gratitude, Maddie, or switch to gratitude, focus on what you're grateful for. And it, it's a work in progress. Like it happens over time. But yeah, I think that's such a good little tip and a a basic tool to be using. Yeah, you know what? I should probably mention that for some people, it's not as easy to just think of what they're grateful for. Some people can't think of what they're grateful for. And Mm. I think I was probably a bit like that in my teens. I was very pessimistic and negative and I always saw the glass half empty. I was just, yeah, I just, I couldn't change the channel in my head. And, you know, I didn't learn these practices through my parents or through school like some people did some people had you know their parents teaching them these little tips when they were younger but 
I don't even think my parents knew half the things that I'm now teaching them nowadays. So um, a big one for people that can't find gratitude is probably going back to stillness because I think there's a lot of people out there in the world that are just distracting themselves from their pain by trying to be really busy. So my advice to them would be to spend time on their own, spend time with no distractions or white noise around them, try and stop and really think and close your eyes and breathe. What am I grateful for? And there's always something. You've just got to find it, but it's not going to happen if you're running around like a crazy person. Now, I want to shift gears a tiny bit and I want to get into the topic of self-love with you and body confidence. I know it's something that you are so passionate about and a journey you've been on for a long time since doing Miss Universe. And also, I know that there was a post that you shared a while ago on Instagram that went like completely viral and, and Daily Mail even picked up <laughs> and it was all about, you know, that that body confidence. So, I really want to talk to you about that. But I guess as a starting point, what does self-love mean to you? Oh, this is pretty deep, but like not living my life based around what I, what certain people want from me. Growing up for me, there was a few certain people, particularly an ex-boyfriend, that I cared so much what he thought that it literally determined what I thought of myself And the moment you take away caring what anyone else thinks and realizing that you're never going to please everyone and if you're showing up as you and someone's not liking that, they are so not meant to be in your life, then I think you stop caring so much about the physical attributes and all of the little things like, you know, the stretch marks or the hair that's not perfectly done or the fact that your tan's blotchy and sure as hell needs to come off. There was a few people, there was a few people in particular, like the group of guys that we kind of grew up with that we're still friends with and I love them to death, but I just used to care too much of what they all thought and I don't anymore. And it's because I did some work with kinesiologists and with different people over my life that brought me back to understanding what life's about. And it's basically about you being the best version of you and showing up as the most truest, authentic version of you. The most truest authentic version of you is not someone who stresses so much about the way they look that if a hair's out of place that they're like feeling sick like about how they need to go home and fix it or if they don't have their foundation masking their face that they need to go home and cover up like I'm so passionate about this because I was there I was that girl that didn't leave the house without foundation there would be certain days where I didn't feel like I was dressed nicely or like I had my tan and makeup on and I wouldn't want to go to the supermarket I do not want my daughter or any young girl for that matter to have that harsh judgment of themselves when they look in the mirror. And it's not an overnight fix. It's it's a process. But, yeah, I know we've spoken a lot about it and, and just the one thing I'll say is like stick at it and it's the same thing as anything else. It's like an exercise. It's like a muscle. You need to exercise it and keep practising. Do you have any kind of go-to tips or tricks that you do? I don't want to say tricks. Actually, that's probably not the right word because there's no (laughs) tricks to this. Like you said, it is a work in progress. But I mean, do you have any kind of tactics or tools that you do turn to when it comes to self-love when you're not feeling that confident? Yeah, I mean, Mads, we've spoken a lot about speaking words and how it's more powerful than thinking them. So if you've got a great body positive mantra, you can find hundreds of them online. Speaking them out loud can be really powerful. But this is a probably a little bit left 
idea, but something that could be really helpful for teenagers or for 45, 50-year-old women. Like these insecurities often never go away if we don't work on them. And it's funny, you, you and I, Mads, would do an episode sometimes and we have people like way older than us come back to us and say, wow, that really helped me. And I think this is probably one that would be so helpful to anyone at any age is think about the person in your life that's causing your insecurities. It could be a partner. It could be a friend. It could be an enemy. It could be a colleague. It could be a boss. There's probably someone in your life that's adding to you feeling insecure and you're probably caring too much about what that person thinks. And if it's really, really getting to you and if you're really suffering from body image or um, self-confidence issues, Go and see an expert, whether it be a psychologist, a counsellor, I love a kinesiologist, we all know that, an energy healer, a life coach, someone that resonates with you. There's so many options. And do some work around that specific person because they can often be really poisonous in in causing your self-confidence issues. That is such good advice. And it's crazy to think even like, you know, a certain comment, you know, I know with kinesiology, like a lot of things can go back to even it just being like a a comment or an experience that you maybe haven't even thought about that much, but it's actually so almost ingrained in you that it's causing these insecurities and these limiting beliefs. Absolutely. I remember doing some work around a swimming carnival I went to one time. I actually had this really awkward stage where I was really long and lanky and skinny, but I started getting like, like love, like I, I, it was just not in proportion to the rest of my body and it wasn't a big deal, but I was going to the gym and working out and I think there was an imbalance in my hormones or something going on. But yeah, I was really insecure about the fact that I'd blown out in the middle, but I was really skinny everywhere else. And it just, I just was terrified of this swimming carnival. And I remember standing up on the podiums because it was almost a thing of at that age, you're like, well, I have to go because it's the cool thing to go and get dressed up and wear your bikini and be around the boys. And I made myself go, but I felt sick to the bone doing it. And I remember getting up on the podium before the the carnival, before the blower went off to be a part of my 50 meter freestyle and just feeling sick, like I wanted to vomit, like I was so insecure about my body. And it came up in a session one day and I started crying and I was like, that's so weird. I didn't even remember that before I went into this like healing session with you and it just came up. And it's funny when you see a kinesiologist or a hypnotherapist or whatever it is, things will come up like from your subconscious, they start coming to the surface and bubbling out of you and it needs to come out. Get it out. Mm. Like, get mm. it all out. It, it's amazing how light I feel when I leave the sessions with my kinesiologist. That is so cool. I love hearing stories <laughs> like that. I've actually been um totally different situation, but I've been thinking a lot about hypnotherapy because I need to become a more organized person and I know I need to. The awareness is there and I know <laughs> all the tools that I need to do it, but I just can't freaking do it. This will make me do it too. <laughs> I'm getting so down on myself, Teeks, because like at night, I'll know exactly what I need to do to be more organized for the next day to then be able to wake up stress-free. But I choose, like every time I'm choosing not to do that and (laughs) it's making me so frustrated and it's actually like creating a lot of 
thoughts in my head around like that I'm not showing up right, I'm not good enough, like who am I to be doing this? And I know it's all stemming from that. And the other day I was like, oh my God, maybe I'll get hypnotized and like be more organized person. <laughs> There's got to be, a, there has to be something coming kind of from somewhere. Um, I guess because when we go and seek professional help or we spend money on these things, we're often doing it on something that we really need help on, like we're struggling to get through life because of a circumstance, but we don't ever go in and say, hey, I've been an unorganized person for my whole life. It's actually starting to affect my loved ones, which it does. Like Mm, in all honesty, I mean, it's often when I'm like crazy busy, but I can't just like put things away as I go like some people. I just like Mm. leave things as like as like when I'm cooking even like I can't just put things away as I go or like remember to do things as I go. I get so fixated on getting as much done that like I just cause more like it's just I'm not getting anywhere. (laughs) I've actually been really conscious of that last week. It's so funny that you just said that. We're always in sync in some way but Luke will sit me down sometimes and be like I really need you to try and be more organized this week and I'm like Sometimes it makes me want to cry because I do try so hard, but I'm just not organized. Oh my God, Ryan and I literally had this conversation <laughs> last night because he's in the kitchen. He's like, I just don't get it. Like you're cooking and you get something out, like use it and put it away instead of it all piling up on the bench. And I'm like, okay, I understand that that is a smart solution, but like in that moment in time, my brain is not thinking anywhere, but I need to put this into the saucepan and then I need to put this into the saucepan. <laughs> You know what? Cook your own dinners. <laughs> no, I um, oh I think it comes often with the personality type of like someone who's wildly passionate. So I wouldn't. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, I wouldn't see it as a bad thing. But I, I understand when it gets to a point where it's affecting other people in your world, and you do start to, yeah, really put pressure on yourself to try and fix it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something you can do. Some sort of neural pathway yeah. rejigging. We'll watch, <laughs> watch this space. But yeah, sorry, I totally shifted gears completely <laughs> there. But when you said hypnotherapy, I was like, oh my god, this is on my radar. <laughs> oh. So Teagues, do you have any healthy habits or non-negotiables? Uh, I guess apart from the saunas that you are absolutely loving at the moment that are really helping you be vibrant and on top of the world. Yep. People never hear me stop talking about it, but it's my greens powder. Um, This is a good chance for me to talk about it in a way where I can explain why I'm so passionate about it. When I was really sick with my fatigue, one of the things that I saw not multiple naturopaths and they all said the same thing, which was greens are so important, like really nutrient dense, the darkest, deepest greens. And I've been taking them for a long time, but I have been taking one more recently that is an acai raspberry flavor and I have it every day. I put it in my acai bowls. I have it in water and I genuinely notice a difference with this greens powder when I'm taking it. It's amazing. My energy is just so much more consistent and steady rather than having that afternoon crash, which I am renowned for. So yeah, I mean, shameless plug. It's the More Life Acai Berry Powder. It's amazing, guys. You should definitely try it. I am working with the brand, but I will forever be spruiking it because it has really changed my energy. Oh, that is so good to know. Yeah, I definitely need to get onto that one. Um, I love good little greens powder in the morning. <laughs> I mean, we all need, yeah, we all need more greens. We don't eat enough. That's as simple as oh. it is. We don't, we eat maybe a bit of salad on the side for lunch and then maybe we have some steamed asparagus or broccolini for dinner. We're actually not getting 
enough nutrients out of the greens that we're eating. And I know you're big on organics, Mads, and that's a really good place to start too. Um, and that's yeah. I've also been good at over COVID has been going to the markets and buying my organic veggies. And yeah, I definitely notice a difference when I do that. Oh, good on you. That's so good to hear. Yeah, I'm definitely all about the organic veggies and even just starting slow. Like I know we've talked about it heaps, but like even if it's just kind of the stuff that's highly sprayed, I find like your broccolis and your fruit and stuff, like if you can buy that organic, oh, it's such a game changer for our health. Yeah, you're so good at that. I am completely and utterly inspired by Mads with her, particularly when she was pregnant with um, with G, buying everything organic and like hardly putting anything that wasn't organic in her tummy I just yeah it's so inspiring and I need to I guess I just need to be more consistent I have like a week on and then a week off and I've been trying but I mean that's better than nothing yeah Yeah. thank you for those kind words but yeah you've just and that's the thing isn't it you can only do what you can do and I think the kinder we are to ourselves and if the intention's there like just be happy and appreciate yourself for what you are doing and able to do instead of like constantly putting more and more things on and then getting disappointed Agreed, Mads. Agreed. It's been absolutely amazing talking to you again. I'm like, oh my I don't God. want it to end. <laughs> so good talking to you. I have missed you so much and I'm so damn excited <laughs> to have you back in Melbourne um, so that we can be doing our chats in person because I have missed you and your energy in my life so much this year. But thank you so much for joining me for the very last episode <laughs> of season four. Um, there is no one else I would have wanted to join me on the mic. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mads. And sending everyone my love for the rest of 2020. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at the Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.